Alrighty. So we are in Exodus chapter 35. I'm going to read this very long passage. And, uh, you know, just bear with me as I read through the, the whole thing. It's going to take a, take a minute, maybe less, actually. Um, Exodus 35 says this, 35, 1 to 3. Moses assembled all the crea- uh, congregation of the people of Israel and said to them, These are the things that the Lord has commanded you to do. Six days work shall be done, but on the seventh day you shall have a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. You shall kindle no fire in your dwelling places on the Sabbath day. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for um, the times in which it is very clear and direct what you are trying to get across. And Lord, we just we pray that you would help us to uh, respond, to seek you and seek your wisdom in our lives, that, that you would order our paths and our steps, and that we would not try to be um, overriding that which you have declared is good for us, but that we would trust you. Uh, be with us now as we consider this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, so this passage comes um, on the heels of the covenant renewal with the people of the Exodus. And, you know, as you guys know, uh, we have gone through a time where Moses went to Sinai with the people, went up the mountain for 40 days while he was there. God reveals to him how we ought to worship him, how we ought to approach this God. And we talked about how the picture that Moses gives, or sorry, that God gives to Moses is one that stands in contrast to how the world worships and and was really calling the people of Israel to worship in a way that is by faith, uh, not on account of their, their, their offerings but really on account of what God, the Holy God, had done for them, uh, was to recognize God as their Savior rather than, than their offerings as something that uh, brought them holiness. And, and so God was trying to create that picture and that, pro, uh, that, uh, uh, that I guess, that uh, order, really, of worship for them. And in the midst of that, they were down on, uh, you know, at the base of the mountain, deciding, well, Moses has been gone for 40 days, so we're just going to make our own gods out of gold and, and and start our own worship. And and the way we see fit and the way they saw fit was that we bring these offerings to the Lord and he sees our offerings. And, and we've talked about that. And so um, while Moses is on the mountain, uh, God comes and says, hey, the people are down there and they're just playing. They, they have no idea what they're doing. Uh, they've decided their own way, and and I'm I'm done uh, with them. And Moses intercedes for the people. God relents, and Moses comes down and sees what is happening. He breaks the tablets of the Ten Commandments uh, before them, and uh, eventually they he goes back and intercedes with the Lord, and and then creates new 
tablets and there's this covenant renewal uh, that happens where the people are now accepting again the uh, the revelation God gave through the Ten Commandments. And so, um, and so, you know, God has speaking and extending grace to the people of Israel in the midst of right after their utter disobedience to him. And um, and so here in this passage, we just wanted to step aside because we hadn't really spent a lot of time talking about this, but it's a very important thread that goes throughout uh, throughout Scripture, really. And this it's, it's this concept of of Sabbath. Um, and we sort of know it's good, but don't really talk about it that much. But it's very important. Um, it's so important that Sabbath is included as part of the moral law, the, the Ten Commandments. It's it's part of the, the, you know, you shall not murder, right, is in the Ten Commandments. That seems like an obvious one, but just as important in its place in the Lord's revelation is that you shall not profane the Sabbath, that you should keep the Sabbath holy. Uh, and so we read in Exodus 20, 8 to 11, this is part of the Ten Commandments, it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Or your son or your daughter, your male servant or female servant, or your livestock or your sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Um, so I was thinking through this and, you know, it, it sort of reminds me of something you probably heard growing up from your parents and parents. Now you probably find yourself saying this on occasion to your children when you're giving an instruction. And sometimes the instruction is, uh, you know, whatever the instruction is, right. And the kid comes back to you and says, why, right? Why do I need to obey XYZ. And, you know, sometimes we do try, you know, I know at least in, in our household, we do try to explain the why on an instruction. Like we sometimes, you know, okay, we've given instruction. You've got a valid question about the instruction as to its purpose. And so we will share this is why we are giving you this instruction. However, uh, again, I'm sure that you've had this experience, and, and I have had this experience on occasion with my lovely parents that are there in Stillwater. And and sometimes when the instruction is given, parent says, kid says why, and parent says, because I mouth it, because I said so, because I said so. Right. You all know this. You've you've heard this from a parent and you've said this to a child. And so when I think about the Sabbath uh, and I've, as I've read some of the passages about the Sabbath, that's kind of where I go back to. I mean, thou shalt not murder. All right. I get it. That seems pretty, pretty obvious. Right. Like I get the reason for that. We shouldn't be killing each other. That's bad. Right. That's pretty, 
even Hattie is over here saying, yeah, I know, that's bad. That's obviously bad to kill other people. Um, and even to steal their stuff, right? That's that's bad, right? We know why that's bad, because it's their stuff. We shouldn't take, she's nodding in full agreement here that even my eight-year-old totally understands that concept, but we should do no work on the Sabbath. Claire doesn't understand. She said, huh? Oh, you did? Okay. Anyway, so so there are some commands that are, sorry, I'm having like a conversation with the kids here. Um, there are some of these commandments that, you know, make sense that they're in the moral law, in the Ten Commandments, that, that are the clear instruction that we ought not do this, and we understand why we ought not do this, but, but this one um, is interesting, because the reason given, I mean, he gives a reason, and it's really because I said so. I mean, there are definitely some natural things that are positive about taking rest on a regular basis, but it actually is against our fleshly desire to stop, uh, to stop doing and to stop uh, creating and to stop um, uh, working. So Genesis 2, 1 to 3 says this, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done, because on it, God rested from all his work he had done in creation. He made it holy because he rested on, on that day. So in God's description of creation, he is saying to us, I am making this day set apart by not working upon it by creating it okay so he says i i I finished the creation in one two three four five six days and we have a debate about the literalism of that and that's another side topic but in his revelation the seventh day is a day of rest he made it so he said it so why because he said so why is it a day of rest? Because he said so. Um, and so God makes the seventh day a day of rest. The real answer is because he said so. And so what I'm going to briefly share about is, uh, is why I think he said so. And I don't know if I have all the answers on it, but I, I think I do have uh, at least a couple. The first is this. Um, let me. Yeah, I think there's really just one I want to share. Um, and the, the reason he gives us this day of rest, this day to step aside, is really similar to uh what follows after this and, and we maybe have a better context for in the rest of chapter 35 is a description of the contributions that were given to the building of the temple and when we've talked about tithing and, and giving uh the purpose in that is that we are trusting the lord with what he has provided to us right we're saying you know what i'm gonna set aside 10% or, you know, whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you on in terms of a regular thing, 
Uh, I'm going to set that aside in worship to God who provided it, which is a recognition that he provided it. I'm setting it aside to worship him in his provision for me. And I'm giving it to him. It's a recognition of his glory and his authority in my life and his really provision. It's really us saying, God, you gave me everything I have. And so here's a portion to demonstrate my understanding of that fact. That you gave me everything. And so I give you a portion back knowing that you gave me enough to even give back to you. And so, um, so we understand that concept, but the same concept applies to our time. God has given you every day that you live. Every single day you live, God has given it to you. I mean, he is the God who made the heavens in six days and then made another day on which to rest. He created that rhythm. He didn't have to create that rhythm. He could have just stopped at six and then, you know, said, okay, that's it. Six days, done. But in his revelation of who he is to us, he says, I rested on the seventh day. And so I've made the seventh day a holy day set apart for solemn rest. And so we see this thread of the Sabbath coming throughout the, the people of Israel uh, as they uh, become this nation. It is a day set aside to declare that I trust the Lord. I, I trust him with uh, my time. He's given it to me, and so I give this back to him. I trust him that uh, he's given me enough time to complete the work I need to complete in six days. You know, there's an unlimited amount of work that we could do. The truth is, even when we don't have a job, we probably find stuff to work at. And we'll busy ourselves up with things. But God has said, you need to set aside a day where you're not doing those things. We're not plowing. We're not kindling a fire uh, for your work. When, uh, when you're not having your people work on your behalf. Setting aside as, as holy unto the Lord, it's a matter of trusting God with what he has given. On Thursday, we sort of chatted about this uh, back and forth in, in terms of, okay, he's, re he's revealed this to the people of Israel. How do we apply this to our lives? And is it Sunday? Is it Saturday? Is it the same for you know, all of the people that are believers. Um, and I'll just, just tell you, playing out, I don't think that there is a specific day for us that we have to declare. Um, I do think God wants us all to set aside a time to pause every week and not work. I'm certain of that. I am not certain of, uh, you know, is Sunday the sabbath for christians I, I don't really have a a strong footing on that but i do know that this concept this idea of setting aside rest i, I believe it is something that god has carried forward for us and mainly because god reveals it within his moral law in the old testament um and we talked about that some on sunday that 
uh, in the Old Testament, there, there are various laws. And there are moral laws that continue forever in our existence. But there are purity laws, for instance, that continue just in, uh, in temple worship. Okay, there's no temple for us to go to in the old as in the old covenant and those purity laws were related to that temple so we don't follow those anymore we don't have to follow those anymore but we do continue the moral law and as it turns out as god has revealed it this time of setting aside rest is part of the moral law part of recognizing uh no other gods Part of not casting an idol. Part of not committing uh, adultery or murder. It's in the same law, the moral law. And so there is this command we, that we have to struggle with as families and as individuals as to how are we to obey that law. And so, you know, if we were to take it strictly as uh, the, uh, the, the Hebrews did, well, we would start our Sabbath on Friday night and end it uh, on Saturday evening. And that would be our 24-hour Sabbath time. If we're going to apply it as traditionally uh, many Christians have done, then we'd say, well, the Sabbath starts on Sunday morning and ends, you know, when you wake up Monday morning to go to work. That would be our 24-hour period. And I would just challenge you just to say that, you know, I, I, I really don't know what that is for you. I don't know if it's exact like that for us, but I do know that it needs to be a part of our rhythm that we stop and stop our work and enjoy our family, enjoy the Lord and his presence and set aside the work that we've been straining towards. It's a matter of trust in a God who has provided us every day. He's provided us our time. And just as we trust him with our treasure and our uh, finances, we trust him with the time that he has given us. So what is happening when we don't trust him? You know, what's happening is what was happening for the people of Israel. What happened for the people of Israel um, when they were given the Sabbath command in their exodus was that they were leaving Egypt, and you remember this story, as they were leaving Egypt, God was providing for them uh, quail and manna. Manna from heaven and quail would come to them every single day for six days. It, and and the, the, it would come enough for a single day for every family. And remember, this is millions of people. Okay, so day one, food enough for a million. Day two, food enough for a million. Day three, four, five, food enough for a million. And then day six, food enough for two days, for day six itself and for day seven. And so God said, okay, on day six, make sure you go out and you get for yourself two days worth of food and even prepare it and make it ready for day seven as well. And what happened is kind of what happens to us sometimes is that um, some of the people went out on the seventh day and they went to get food, the manna and the quail on the seventh day, which 
stands to reason potentially that there was at least something to gather or or maybe they went out there and there was nothing. I'm not certain. I think it's a little bit unclear on that. But um, they went out, nonetheless, on the seventh day to, to go and get more food. It was disobedient. God said not to do that. So the reason they did that, though, is a couple. There's there's a couple of motives. I think either um, either they were lazy on day six. That is, they didn't structure their six days enough so that they were prepared for the seventh day. So so they they had a you know a problem of of laziness in terms of not structuring their time well enough to complete in six days, not ordering it well enough to complete in six days. And so they went and they were stuck having to work on the seventh day. So laziness or unpreparedness. Or the other motive on seventh day work is greed. Well, I've got seven days to work with. You know, I've done six great days of work. If I do seven, then, you know, maybe we can make a little bit more here. They can make a little more headway down the road. And so these two motives are, one of these two motives is at work there. Either we're motivated by our greed or we're, we're, you know, required by our unpreparedness or laziness to, instead of resting on that seventh day, going out and, and working. And so this is a challenge to us, and it, it's a challenge to me, and I shared that on Thursday, that this is something I've struggled with, um, that Sunday for me is, you know, and our family is a day that we set aside to rest. As much as we have time to do, we rest during that time and just enjoy each other. And today we're going for a, a walk later on, and, and you know, we're just going to enjoy one another and enjoy our time with our church family and worship and uh, and so that's what Sunday is set aside for. But too often, in fact, most of the time, um, I have left Sunday morning as a time when I'm finishing up really working on my sermon notes. And the Lord's been gracious with me on that. But truthfully, it's something that I have not wanted to do for a long time and something I don't want to do. You know, I, I want to be able to get a good night's sleep on Saturday and wake up Sunday and enjoy my family and breakfast with them and time with them before going uh, to worship with everyone else. And so um, today I'm a little uh, less structured in my notes because, well, I wasn't as prepared as I want to be, as is typical for my week, but I also refused this morning to wake up early and structure out my notes and do more work um, in the morning to prepare for this time. Instead, I actually overslept my alarm and enjoyed breakfast with my family and did a few things to get this technology sort of working. I guess it kind of worked. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, didn't do the normal. And so I want to get to a place where I don't have to do that because it's so much more refreshing to be here before you and not have woken up at five o'clock in the morning to finish a bunch of notes uh, before before the sermon. And and so that's something I'm working on and trying to do because it's part of my vocation is to prepare a sermon 
to share with you. And so I'm trying to structure myself better so that that will happen and I don't have to use, you know, a bleary eyed Sunday morning to do that. And I share that with you because um, it is something that I've struggled with and I want to be transparent about that. Um, and I also share it because in the midst of that struggle, God has been gracious and I am grateful for that. And in the same way that I've struggled with that, God will be gracious with you as you struggle with this concept and how it applies to your own life. And so what I'm asking of you in terms of responding to a Sabbath is really, uh, I mean, it's a bit vague. And so I'm sorry, uh, but I, I, think it's, I think it's that way for, for God's purposes that you might seek the Lord. Um, and, and surrender yourself to him and, and seek his wisdom for your life, for your life specifically. Um, and so the challenge is that I do believe that God wants us in a regular rhythm of stopping, of, of pausing from our normal work routine and trusting him with the days that are ahead. And that trust looks like not working. For, for an entire day of your week. Now, setting aside work and not, not doing it. And trusting that when you get up fresh the next Monday morning or Tuesday morning or you know whatever it is in your schedule that that day falls on, that you'll be ready to attack another six days of work and you'll do it with vigor and, uh, and preparedness. And so... You know, my challenge to us each is to pray, is to ask God, God, what, you know, what does it look like for my family and for myself to rest on a regular basis and, and fellowship with you and fellowship with my family in a way that is, is truly Sabbathing, is truly setting aside a day of, of solemn rest, rest that recognizes that God is in control of my life, and that that really makes me feel like, man, that was a that was a good that was a holy day. That was really a beautiful day. Um, I've been listening to this book, and I recommend it to you if you're an audiobook type of person. Uh, called the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry uh, by John Mark Comer, and I finished it this past week, and he was talking about Sabbath himself and the way he's sort of structured his sabbath with uh with his family and uh you know really what he was sharing was you know his he like looks forward to sabbath he, he is it is so they've so made it a joy for their family to uh participate in together that he's just like really looking forward to sabbath day every week and so I just challenge you, like, you know, what is it that, that sets apart this day for you as a time to enjoy the Lord and enjoy, you know, the, the body of Christ, enjoy your family? What is the mix for you that, that works? And, and so I just challenge us each to be um, praying together as families and individually as, uh, as, uh, as leaders of our households to, to ask the Lord to tell us you know, what that looks like for our family. Um, it's important that we find a rhythm that everyone's on the same page about, especially in, in families with kids and um, 
you know, uh, you know, wife and husband and uh, that you agree. And so just ask the Lord to br bring some wisdom, uh, especially into those scenarios. Um, if you're single, then, you know, um, a little bit easier step on this one, just to, to ask him what to tell you, you know, um, and, and let him reveal how, how you are to spend that, um, and, and how you get, you know, corporate interaction during that time, you know, and, and so that's an important, um, so that's it really, uh, you know, the, the Lord has said that we've got six days to do our work. And, and that he has given these days for us to complete our work. And it's really a recognition of his holiness and his provision to step aside, to leave the work on our desk and to enjoy him and to enjoy what he has given. And so I challenge you to consider what that might look like for you uh, in, in your rhythm of life. Um, you know, the, the vague piece of it is, you know, John asked on Thursday, what if I enjoy working on my truck? You know, what if I enjoy that, is that okay to do some work on my truck? Um, maybe is the answer. Maybe. The maybe is, well, does it, it does the whole family agree? Is it going to consume everything that we do the whole day and become work rather than pleasure very quickly? That's, you know, you got to wrestle with that. And so each time you take on something like that on the Sabbath day, you have to say, is this going to, is this going to spiral into something that I can't, you know, uh, continue Sabbath on? So it's, it's not, it's not, honestly, I don't think it is a one size fits all scenario. It's truly a seeking the Lord for how you will honor him with this day and say, God, how do you, how do you want us, how do you want us to spend this day? How can we honor you with it? Um, so. With that, I'm going to just close us in prayer as we consider it. God, we do thank you uh, for your revelation. We thank you that you have revealed your character to us. We thank you that in your wisdom and creation, you set aside a day of rest. You didn't have to do that. You could have done, you could have done anything. You could have made the world in one day and given us six days of rest. A lot of us might have liked that. But you created it in six days and gave us a day of rest, holy to the Lord. You have done this with great purpose, and we recognize that and trust that. We trust you with our entire lives. So why would we not trust you with this rhythm that you have set forth uh, and, and that you believe is so important to us that you included it in your moral law, your, your the revelation of what it is to be holy as a people. And so... Uh, God, we, we just pray that you would be speaking to us. We thank you that Jesus has died on the cross for us. And as a result, by our faith in him, Holy Spirit lives in us. Your presence lives inside of us. And so you are currently giving us revelation about our lives and about how our lives ought to look. And so I pray for uh, each of us here uh, today that you would help us to see how it is we are um, either breaking the Sabbath uh, or how it is we are honoring the Sabbath and that we would make the proper adjustments if needed that we would have a day every week where we are step, stepping aside and just honoring you and enjoying 
your presence and enjoying the blessings that you've given us. Um, instead of straining after more work by the motive of greed or by the requirement of laziness and unpreparedness. God, we pray that you um, would help us to know uh, when you're giving us grace in that and when an emergency comes up that we have to handle and that we wouldn't be, uh, that, that your spirit would just convict us uh, in the moment on what is breaking the Sabbath for us and, and what is not breaking the Sabbath for us. We, we do not desire to become legalistic like uh, many of the Israelites became uh, to where they were so concerned about it that they were just holding over the people un, unresponsible laws about, uh, about caring for one another. And so we just pray for your wisdom and direction for each of us uh, as to how we can apply rest to our regular rhythm of life uh, that you have given us. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen.